Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. Megan, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. It's nice to, I feel like I have known you for so long and it's nice to get to actually have these little face-to-face chats. I know. We got to do one like a, in the spring when COVID hit, you offered like a little quickie. Yeah. Almost the same thing. Little mentor session check-in. Right. Before I had the bright idea to share those with people <laughs> because they're helpful to more than just the person who is on the other end. Yeah. So I appreciate you coming back and hanging out with me again. <laughs> let me, let me get my timer started and then I'm going to have you just jump in and tell me what you want to talk about today. Okay. Ready, set, and go. Okay. In November of last year, we completed a couple month long move from Tennessee to California. Mm-hmm. So we're still getting settled over here. So I'm starting off the year in a brand new spot. And so there's a lot of like big ideas that I hope to achieve, but I'm starting from scratch. And, and also there's just like those concrete things that you have to do when you're starting. There's a, I feel like there's a lot on my to-do list. I also have two kids here at home, one of which I'm homeschooling. Thanks. COVID. <laughs> so I have that on my plate. So I already feel like I'm oper- trying to operate a business on a hobbyist amount of time. And then in December, when I was starting to outline goals for the new year, we found out that we're expecting our third. And Aww, so I'm really congratulations. Thanks. That's exciting um, news. <laughs> yeah, we're excited about it. We were trying. Yeah. It's good news. But it does mean like when as I'm framing my goals for the year, I have all of these things, these factors, but it's I know I'm gonna have to pare it down. Right. To, not the bare minimum, but just like knowing how the year is gonna go. Sure. Um, achievable, <laughs> but right. not setting my sights too short or sacrificing mom me for mm-hmm. business me either. So that's what I'm uh, trying to decide on is like how does how to manage these goals with life being so different or about to change to something. Right. Now you're not a new mom, so you already know this, but back when I was a labor and delivery nurse, especially when I first started, I was still living in New York city and I was working in a hospital where most of my patients were like first time moms in their mid to late thirties. That was a the standard in New York city, people there moved to New York to have like big high powered careers. And then they're like, whoops, I'm almost ready to, you know, I, I have to get going if I want to have a baby. So I had a lot of very type a people having their first kids when they were like very, they knew how their life was supposed to run and all this other stuff. And so they'd come in with these extremely point line by line birth plans and which I'm all for, I'm all for a good birth plan, but it was also like, however, (laughs) there is an element of, you don't know what's about to happen and we can't control that entirely. And so I would have these like pep talks with people about, we're going to go with the flow. We're going to make a plan and then we're going to go with the flow. And that is honestly, that's what's 
And that's what I always said was it's the first lesson of parenthood is that you are not entirely in charge. And so I bring that up because obviously you are in a place right now where you can make all the plans you want. And there are going to be certain things. If 2020 taught all of us anything, it's that that's true at all points of our lives. We don't have full control. So I think that this is actually a really good point for anyone, whether they're getting ready to have a baby or have kids at home that they have to homeschool or not. Like we don't always have a really clear picture of the things that are going to get in the way. In fact, we can almost assume that things will come up and will get in the way. So I think like what I used to tell to my patients in the hospital, let's set a number one priority. And with them, I always just gave them their number one priority, which was healthy mom, healthy baby. Like (laughs) they didn't even get to pick. I just told them, this is what the number one goal is. However, that ends up happening. That's the goal. And your number one goal is different. And it should be, as it pertains to your business, you need to define what that number one goal is. And do you have a, I don't mean to put you on the spot about that. Do you have an idea of what that might be in this particular year and situation? The goal planner that I use yearly is like a big picture, different areas of your life goal planner. Yeah. So there is like a work business section. And for right now, because I knew we were going to be talking about it right now, it just says nurture my business. Mm -hmm. And then I would go in and break it down to what are the things that I need to do to keep it going and at a spot where I could accept clients when I'm prepared to take clients and, and yeah. And so there's other things on that list that I feel like will get scratched off mm-hmm. eventually because there's just, you know, not enough time to do it all. Right. Remind me. And I guess remind the audience you have been in business for how long? Eight years. And you have a pretty well fleshed out your system and your pricing and all that stuff, but you're not starting from scratch here other than in a new location. Yeah. No, I did. Excuse me. I did go through the simple sales blueprint last year around the time that COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And, but because of the move and COVID, I've only really worked it through three full clients. Okay. I think. So it still feels fresh and there's tweaking that needs to be done, but no, I'm not starting from absolute scratch. Okay, great. So you, yeah, I think obviously there are those things with, with a new location, having to get like your business T's crossed and I's dotted and things like that. But that's, that's like a pain in the butt, but it's a punch list of, I have to do this. I have to register with this. It seems to me. So nurturing your business is vague. I I know what you mean, but it is a little on the vague side. So I think probably by the end of the year, including having a baby somewhere in the middle of there, it would seem to me that the goal would be to get your brand out there in your community and start to have a following and, and probably build an email list. Yay. Good. I'm glad to hear it. So I think that if we're looking at this from a perspective of like things you can control and things you're not hundred percent sure of, Between now and when this baby arrives, even if you ended up being, let's say, put on bed rest or anything like that, you can be doing things to connect with local businesses, run maybe some, maybe run some ads, put some dollars toward that, but maybe also just go and participate in some sort of local events, 
COVID is obviously slowing down our ability to be out in the community, but under normal circumstances and when things, when more people are vaccinated and that sort of thing, I think that being out in the community is usually, it's something that people drag their feet about, but it is the number one way to actually connect with people and get truly warm leads. It's very difficult to connect with people on an emotional level just by impressing them with your Instagram feed. I think the the good news right now is that other local business owners, small local business owners are really motivated to help with their marketing, Mm -hmm. reaching out, saying, I'm new to town. I am an established photographer. This is what I do. Here's some of my work. I have been researching local businesses and I'm really keen to to partner with your business. I tend to like working with, it all depends on what your target age range is. I feel like orthodontists offices and dentists offices, there's always a fun twist on smiling kids (laughs) and offering to, if it's a, if that provider has kids like doing work with their family or offering to do like, I'll give you a free session with your family and like, you can pick three or four clients and we can do photos for them for your office or giving them the ability to gift some of their, you know, best clients. I feel like with orthodontists, they have a client for a specific cycle of time. And then when that person graduates and actually my 11 year old just got his first round of braces off. So we just went through this. They like sent him a card in the mail and they gave him a big like cup full of sticky candy to eat as like a prize. And what if they were also giving the parents like a goodie bag and it's your kid has their braces off now. We work with this amazing local photographer and it's a way for them to gift something really nice to their client without them having to spend any real money. But it also puts you in front of some good clients. Now, that may be down the road. That may not be something that you need to be doing right now. Those are ideas that you could start seeding by developing those relationships. So that's something that you can do whether or not you're out actively photographing families. Mm -hmm. And then um, working on building that email list can happen concurrently. And again, doesn't matter if COVID is happening, It you can reach out you can develop a really good lead magnet so that you're collecting emails on your um, website. That's actually a really good thing to run ads to rather than trying to run ads directly to your business, trying to posting that you have a free such and such that people can download, but requiring them to put their email address in so that you can collect that. And then I want you to really work on not just having that email address, but doing something with it. So you're going to be sending out, let's say a monthly email to your list that just talks about your, you know, past experience and moving here and, you know, what you're loving about the community. And when you are getting in touch with those new vendors, like featuring them on your, in your newsletter so that you're doing some kind of like good juju kind of small business co-marketing I think all of those things are really good foundational pieces so that once you are on the other side of having this baby, you're like ready to hit the ground running. How does that all sound thus far? That all sounds good. I have follow-up question about like partnering with a business specifically offering to, are they gifting a session from me when they're sending out these cards or I don't know. I worry about the it reaching bluebird clients versus Mm -hmm. just 
general people. And you do want to be very careful about that. So it's a smart and important question to ask. When you're new in an area, I do feel like it, it can be helpful to do some free work, even if you're not a brand new photographer, but you want to pick and choose those people pretty carefully. So when it comes to if you were to do free work for that doctor's office or for the, for let's say the doctor or dentist mm-hmm. and their family. But part of that agreement is I'd love to do these for you, but I'd also like to make sure that you agree to take, I'm happy to do the framing for you. I'm going to provide you with four framed prints from your family shoot. And I want those on the walls in your, you say that in a mm-hmm. <laughs> less aggressive yeah. way, but they're going to hang in the on the walls. And I'd like to have my business card available at your receptionist desk so that if, and when people ask about them, you can be like, oh yeah, here's the photographer that we work with. And that that's a relatively low risk proposition. I would very, I would do my research and that's really the answer to the question If you find local either businesses or personalities that have really strong social media presences where they have a relatively big following, but they also post a lot of fun stuff, those are great people to contact and just word into your offer that you're more than happy to do this with them. You're trying to get your name out there and people understand this. And so say, I'd love to do this for you. And here are the terms of that agreement and just make sure that they are sharing. And then once they accept, once you find a few people who are willing to do this and always ask when you meet somebody nice, who is excited about what you're doing and likes your work and all that sort of stuff, say, great. What other local business owners should I be talking to? Or do you have anybody else who you feel like would be a good match who might be willing to help me get the word out? Building your network by asking is a good thing too. But yeah, you just want to make sure that those people are willing to help. And the when, if, and when you choose to give someone a gift certificate to give to someone else, I would just put that bug in their ear and say, I am more than happy to do this. And I would make it like what I do for auction items and things like that. It needs to be a complete package. So it's not just like, here's the session fee, but then you have to buy a bunch of stuff but be like a session fee and a digital file. And it's a 30 minute session. Like it's a half session or something like that. You obviously don't want to do a ton of work for somebody who's then going to be like, yep, I'm not going to spend any money. I'm not going to post it on Instagram. Pardon me. Yeah. So when, and again, these are business owners that you're talking to. So they're not, they may say no, but they're not going to think it's weird that you have an agenda. (laughs) They understand that this is part of the deal. If people don't give stuff away for free without having a goal in mind, that answer your follow-up question. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I have being in business, like a longer ish amount of time. There's all these like lessons I've learned and I'm trying not to repeat those mistakes and things like that. But sometimes you just have to like backpedal and be like, we're starting over. You gotta go back a little bit and re just fix the mistakes within the marketing. Yeah. Reaching out to people. Well, I think that one of the best lessons that most people who have been in business for a long time know is don't waste your time with those non-bluebird clients. If somebody is giving you a bunch of pushback and they're like, yeah, great free session, no problem. You you have more confidence to be like, yeah, I'm not just giving this to you for my own fun. And that's, it's good. It's perfectly legitimate. And I think that it choosing the right people, one or two or three of 
those kinds of sessions can carry you into 30 new clients, which when you're just getting started in a new place is a great start. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I can't wait to see how it goes for you over the course of the year. I'm glad that you've got the move behind you. I remember Oh yeah, <laughs> that was looming large, but more than anything, congratulations on your news. That's so exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much. We're excited too. Good. All right. I'll talk to you soon, Megan. All right. All right. Bye. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.